Hello one, hello all. Welcome back to the weekly recess here on Jersey Nerds Productions. Nick Izzo, Connor Vandemark here with me. Guys, first of all, uh, Merry Christmas. I know it's in the past, but it's still Christmas week, so it does still, uh, the, the, the season's greetings are still alive. So Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year uh, in your in your immediate future. Yes, that is very true. Thank you. Uh, Merry you Christmas, well. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. All right, and that extends to uh, all you folk as well. Let's dive right in, and uh, where should we start? Should we start by crapping on the Chiefs? Should we start by crapping on the Jaguars? Should we start by crapping on the 49ers? Uh, Make the take, call, take your... Mitchell. I think <laughs> okay. Then let's start with the big see, one. Let's see, start. See what, I, see what I did there. I I hear what you did. Uh, Christmas okay. Day. Let's do it. Christmas Day. Ravens Forty ers The 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 big Kahuna. The one everyone was waiting for. And the game let us down. The MVP race is in shambles. <laughs> Takes are buzzing all about. Guys, what was our takeaway from this game? It had a bit of a slow start. Chiefs, um, Chiefs are uncoordinated. Well, that's not the game I'm talking about right now, Nick. 49, 49ers, man. Oh. 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a Yo, long wait, day. Buddy, you you oh, were zoned in the Chiefs. You heard Chiefs yeah. zoned oh, right bro. in. <laughs> oh, bro. What's the takeaway from there. the Ravens 49ers? I don't care. Let's talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> Oh my god. But go ahead, Connor. <laughs> um a bit of a slow start. No, I felt bad for Lamar on that uh that safety he took because uh, he tripped right over the ref there. No, I would feel bad, but he also ran Maybe. the ball like twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage, so Oh yeah, he went deep. It was he on... went deep. Yeah. He shouldn't have done that, but at the same time I did think that ref was like, come on, man, you you couldn't couldn't get out of the way. Yeah, but like overall, yeah. Uh, yeah. A the Ravens are for real. Like I thought Lamar overall had a good game. I thought that Zay Flowers being the rookie that he is and making the plays he had to. No, nine receptions for seventy-two yards isn't anything to write home about. But you're getting your job done. And as a rookie and a rookie being the pretty much number one wide receiver in this offense, he's doing what he has to do and he's making his catches but it's like honestly i think i think the big story here to me is the ravens defense pretty much doing doing a really good job of bottling up the san francisco san francisco pretty well my bigger takeaway wasn't so much of the ravens although i was impressed with what i saw from them I don't think Lamar's in the MVP uh, driver's seat. Oh, he might be in the driver's seat, but as far as, like, if I was to have a vote, I'll get mm -hmm. into that later. Uh, I still have a lot of concern about the Ravens, not necessarily without Mark Andrews, because I think Isaiah Likely is still a, a really solid tight end, but I really think they're going to miss Keaton Mitchell. I think that's just a loss. That That's an explosion, an explosion waiting to happen in that backfield, and... You could tell yourself that Justice Hill can do the same thing, but you're lying. It's it's yeah, not going to be the same. I, I think they're really going to miss him come playoff time. I think Keaton Mitchell yeah. would have been 
the guy on the playoff DVD that years from now or the Super Bowl DVD, if they won the Super Bowl, they'd be like, we, we don't win the Super Bowl without that guy right there. And uh, maybe they'll have that next year when he comes back. But the takeaway for me was much more San Francisco. And they had a lot of offensive line injuries in that game. But it was also the first time that we really had to cast doubt on how far can Brock Purdy take San Francisco? How far can... And and I, I do think that he had a lot of plays that were unfortunate. But there were a lot of other plays that he was just late to reads or panicked. And that offensive line is usually able to protect him very well, give him a lot of time to throw, or the receivers just get open really quickly because when you have McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, you're going to have a lot of guys open. And that's a a feature of this offense that I think makes it, I don't want to say foolproof because we've seen offenses with a lot of weapons fail before or at least not succeed to the level that the 49ers have. But this is definitely not the unbeatable juggernaut that some people had said that it was, myself maybe included. I don't think it's a given that they get to the Super Bowl, but I also don't, when looking through each team in the NFC, it's hard to think of which team does slip them up. But it's very clear to me they have an Achilles heel, and his name is Brock Purdy at the moment. No, like, yeah, I, it wasn't it wasn't clean as we've been seeing with Purdy. He's like, no, to me, Purdy, I don't see him as an elite quarterback, but I see him as a good one. Yes. But I think with the reason why when it comes to Baltimore's defense, they got to Purdy. Like, they got nine quarterback hits on him during this game. And – was it two picks that were caused by the offensive line causing chaos? One was a tip off to the one, uh, the defensive lines causing causing chaos. That is, um, one defensive defensive lineman tipped the ball up, went right into these other defensive linemen's hands. Like that's just great, smart football. And the D, like the, the D, were able to create big plays for them because right now, like I said, is I like, um, is I likely, uh, not likely, um, uh. God, that was his name. Likely he's a tight end. The uh, the running back, uh, Keaton Mitchell. Um, Keaton Mitchell, yeah, he he has those great explosive plays, but the D can do just as well in that ex factor of yeah creating something that can turn a game on its head. And you no, know, like let's be real, like Sam Francisco's offense was decent. Like Kittle had one hundred twenty six yards. Ayuk had one hundred thirteen. McCaffrey ran for one hundred three, but. Having four turnovers kills you. And mm-hmm. the Ravens were able to create that. Do you think that okay, let me let me phrase that question differently. If you had to say right here, right now, that you felt better about one team getting to the Super Bowl than the other, which one would you give that edge to? Ravens. Hand Ravens down. for sure. Yeah. I think uh, I would I think I would lean San Francisco still. Like, we'll pull, we'll pull up the division again. Um, the, I think the NFC has more. Like Dallas is really the only team in the NFC that I think can beat San Francisco. Whereas I think if Buffalo or Miami are just scorching on offense, they can beat Baltimore. And I, I, I think that 
I, I will get to their my issues with them later, but I wouldn't rule out Kansas City beating Baltimore either. Mm, I wouldn't say Kansas City. Like, yeah, yes, definitely I, San Francisco has an I easier path. I think for all the like, same reasons that you said, I'd still pick the Ravens. It's just the Sorry, number of teams for me. Because I, I just – I cannot see the Philadelphia Eagles beating the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs this year. The Lions, I just don't think – I don't think they have the horses on defense right now to be able to keep up with all the weapons that the Niners mm-hmm. have. The Cowboys, I think, are the only team that can really create enough chaos – create enough turnovers to put their offense in advantageous situations against the Niners. Yeah. um, I will say this. I wouldn't count the Rams either. The Rams are a team that I feel like everyone has suddenly gotten way too high on the Kool-Aid. I'm not I, saying I was I'm, on last week. I said that they were the team that you don't want to see. And I would put the Rams on the same level as let's say the Lions and the Eagles mm-hmm. and Tampa. And I no, do I, think I, I, those teams yeah. are all in similar areas, but I don't think that they're a team that can go into Dallas or San Francisco and win. No, it's it's more so if the Rams yeah, do happen to match up with them at some point, that it's just that, that that rivalry factor of this game could go anywhere. And no, we we will see a most we'll see how the Eagles and Lions do, but a possibly meaningless matchup against the Rams for them in the last game of the season. We'll find out. Um, but overall, like, you, you are right. The path to the NFC uh, spot in the Super Bowl is a lot easier. But I think the Ravens are bearing no injuries, for, of course, for all the teams. I think the Ravens are a team running on a full cylinders right now. Like... Jacksonville does not scare me. Chiefs don't scare me no. for them. Browns don't Chiefs, scare me. Chiefs, okay, the Chiefs don't scare me right now, but they're also yeah, a team I that I go, if, if Mahomes just has a game against one of the, like if Mahomes is playing at 100% and the receivers just aren't doing their stupid things, they can go into Baltimore and win by two possessions. And they have the defense to be able to do it. It's just a matter of can they have one game where the offense just comes together, and with Mahomes, I wouldn't put it past them. They're a wild card in this playoff. And let's just go ahead and dive into the Chiefs while we're at it. They lose 20-14 to to the Raiders in a game where they look horrible. Mahomes did not play well. They could not run the ball at all. Pacheco got hurt. The offensive line was getting demolished all game. Receivers were dropping the ball left and right. Uh, there's another thing that I just want to go ahead and get out there. If you want to sit here and say that Taylor Swift is the reason why Travis Kelsey is having a bad season, you're an idiot. 
but more so, Travis Kelsey turned 34 this October. Right now, he has 90 receptions, 968 yards, and five touchdowns. If any other team in the National Football League was getting that level of production from their 34-year-old tight end, they would be doing backflips. He's going to go over 1,000 yards. He's going to have over 100 catches. He's fine. Is he slowing down a little bit? Yes. Probably because he's 34 and the only receiver, except for Rasheed Rice, that can do anything on that team. Blaming it on Taylor Swift is lazy, and it's it's just a, a cop-out way to say, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So the Chiefs have a lot of issues. Their defense is still a reason why I think that they can make a playoff run. Patrick Mahomes is still a reason, but at this current moment in time, I think they're the fourth best AFC team behind Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo. That doesn't mean that they can't surprise some people come January though. No, it looked, like it looked bad on Christmas though. Yeah. It, yeah right the now Chiefs look uncoordinated. Um, no, definitely uncoordinated is a good way to put it. Like but at the same time, like when who's their coordinator? Matt like, Nagy. And they true, just lost the enemy. So uncoordinated might actually be the perfect word because their coordinator is somewhere else. The guy that's been running. I mean, I, I know the play call has been, it's been Andy Reed, right? Uh, but it, yeah, uncoordinated is a perfect so. way to put yeah. it. Yeah. And momentum thing, is, the... you know, the truest thing. And at the end of the season, that's not the, not the issue you want to run into, you know, week, uh, what are we? What are we coming week, into week, week seventeen week now? Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So they gotta they gotta figure it out, or otherwise they're gonna possibly come in for a rude, you know, first round awakening. Like, what's real though? Like, the what's what's hurting the Chiefs is an issue that they always had, and. They always had Kelsey not being a world beater. No, he was going to regress back to the uh, to being a a superstar talent, not like a world beating talent sooner rather than later. Plus, he was also thirty four years old, as you mentioned before. So, but the wide receiver core, there's nothing like Rasheed Rice has been the only sparkle to that core. MVS has done nothing. Tony has done nothing. And whoever else they threw out there, and they drafted God, Sky Moore in the Sky Moore. That's another one. Year. And again, there's a reason why you didn't really oh. mention him because he's done what's he done? He's an afterthought, exactly. And the fact that the gaping hole that is Tyreek Hill and his role has not been filled since the Chiefs have uh, they both parted ways with each other. That is something that. They have yes, they won the Super Bowl without them last year, but that's when Mahomes is also being a world-beating talent. Right now, he's just playing good football, and when your quarterback's playing good football, the other pieces around you have to step up. And no, and Dusty with Pacheco getting hurt too, who has been a good running back for them this year, 
Well, he 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 lost his helmet in that play, which definitely threw me off. Um, when he got went he got to concussion protocol. in the head. Yeah, that is. Yeah. We need a head without any helmet on, which is wild. Um, so who knows how long they're going to be missing him because he was a big help for that offense. Actually, having a strong running running game, you know, like it's it, it was definitely a nice little surprise for them because who expected that? Who expected the Rutgers running back of all schools to go and do well? I know we have you no know, Ray Rice back in the time, but like. I Rutgers. picked him in Dynasty, and I thought he had a good opportunity in Kansas City. And oh yeah, Edwards Edwards Alaire hadn't really showed it yet, so I knew he'd at least get an opportunity. Even McKinnon too. Like, but he, still, those two guys they so... miss him in the pass game because he gives them a nice little dump off option. And with the offensive line, which their tackles, that's 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 going to be horrendous. Because Jawan Taylor is a guy they gave a lot of money to, and he's been trash. Their left tackle, Donovan Smith, he's hurt. They've got a fourth or fifth round rookie playing who has not been good. Can you imagine if this team got Cleveland round one and had to deal with Miles Garrett? Yeah. That could be tough. Yeah, Miles Garrett would eat him all night long. <laughs> that, would, that would not be a friendly match. TJ Watt, you know, rough. No. Now, like, I gotta say one thing that I would like to see for the Kansas City Chiefs is honestly get a better scouting department because they've they they hit last year's draft was really good with the exception of Sky Moore. They did a lot for their defense in last year's draft, and the defense is the part oh, the, of their no, team the defense has been great. Yes, yeah, the defense the, the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they've been fantastic, but the offensive side of the ball, they they are having issues. Finding the like, kind of like, like at least the top end, like the your your number one, number two picks, or again trying to acquire Tony. You think you you have something with him? No. When it comes to the I guess the offensive side of things, no. It Rasheed Rice is the only sparkle again against sparkle that you have, and I guess Pacheco too. But um, yeah. those are the only two you got. Yeah. Well, I'm. Jarek McKinnon yeah. is your third best receiver. Yeah, and he's and he's your <laughs> yeah running, exactly. He's like your your backup running back. So that's twenty kind of twenty. You missed issue. a big opportunity. You picked Clyde edwards alaire You could have gotten Jonathan Taylor as a running back, or you could have picked like T. Higgins or Michael Pittman, receiver. So there, there were certainly I have no idea what the hell that was, but they they, they could have had more. <laughs> They could have had more uh, production. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. ruined my train of thought there. Let's Sorry. go ahead and – I kind of <laughs> want to do a two-for-one here because I think these two games are very similar, even though they're actually not similar at all. Jags, Bucks, and Cowboys, Dolphins. You have a lot of my – three of the four teams are in Florida. Jags, Bucks. The Jags seem to be in free fall. The Cowboys – I think people are putting them in free fall right now. I don't necessarily think that they're in free fall. They just lost a close game to a good team on the road. But Jacksonville and Tampa are heading in two completely different directions. Tampa looks like the toast of the NFC South. They play a game against the Saints, and if they win that, I don't know if they clinch the division, but they basically clinch the division if they win that game. 
Baker's playing like he's about to get a contract from Tampa that Tampa might regret, but he, he's played well. And Trevor Lawrence has fallen off the face of the planet. Well, Lawrence being injured yeah, has not helped. Not looking good right now. He's been going through. Yeah. He's been going through concussion stuff, and honestly, when you're messing with that, who knows? But yeah, they've been they've been falling like a they've been a free falling rock right now, and no. They don't really have room to make mistakes anymore because Houston now has a chance to become the division leader. And two weeks ago, that would have been more of a no harder thing to accomplish, at least in the Texans' eyes. But now it's there's an open gate for them to walk right through. Even the Colts too. I like they're both they're both looking their chops in that spot now. If the Texans had been healthy, I think this division would be theirs. They lost C.J. Stroud. They lost Tank Dell. And those have been gigantic injuries to them. They they were blown out by the Browns. I know the score makes it look like it was, oh, it was kind of a close game. But Joe Flacco tore them to pieces. And I know that's the defensive end, but the offense was never really able to keep up. C.J. Stroud, I think, is good for a, a good old-fashioned shootout. With, with really any quarterback in the National Football League. So I wouldn't have been concerned with someone putting up 30 if they had C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell, but they don't right now. I think Stroud's going to come back this week. I don't really think anybody wants that division. Suddenly the AFC South and the NFC South have flipped because the NFC South, Tampa wants it. They've taken it. Baker Mayfield has really came on and played well, and that defense has been really hard to score on. But the AFC South, I'm, I'm still gonna lean Jacksonville because they got that game against the Panthers. Yeah, and also I the like Titans I have too. to lean them. And Titans are also eliminated as well. So, well, again, so I feel like after that, yeah, game, I can't but like, Like it's yeah, gonna come like th- those three teams. It is gonna come down with those three teams. It will come down to the uh, Colts Houston at the end, though. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be at least a fun matchup to see who's gonna come on top of there. Um, yeah, that's why I lean I lean ten or Jacksonville because they get Tennessee in that Week eighteen game and Carolina in the Week seventeen game. So I think and they they'll, have tie- they'll they'll back their way in. And they have the tie break uh, with the four and one division record so far. So yeah, imagine if Carolina wins that game. If they are, if they... <laughs> that would be rough. Um, I I don't think they Spoiler would go alert. as far as to they they wouldn't fire Peterson because Jacksonville has been without success for so long, and I I think that they no they they wouldn't fire Peterson, but it would be a rocky start to next season going in with that kind of end to the year. That seat would be sizzling yeah. for next year. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. And they'd awesome. lose all the momentum that they got from last season. Cause last year was the complete opposite. They started out terribly and then they end the season on this hot run. And so then next year, if they don't make the playoffs, you'd have to kind of question, okay, which one was real? Or maybe they're both real because they both would end up with like an eight and nine type of eight 
eight-win season, so maybe the truth is that they're just an eight-win type of team. And they're not an elite level. You know, they're not going 12 wins, but they're also not going for four or five. And the answer's somewhere in the middle, kind of where they've ended up after the highs and lows. Well, them bucks, though. Oh, I, I love I love watching Baker play right now. He's playing with a lot of confidence, slinging the ball all over the field, and him and Mike Evans have had fantastic chemistry. It's been fun to watch. And it's actually nice to see like the actual separation of them compared to the rest of the pack. Like, yeah, I think they'd be a fun little dark horse in, in the playoffs for themselves. Oh yeah, no, I think that they could if if they got Philly, if Philly didn't win the division, which I think Philly is going to win the division and get the two seed. And I don't think Dallas would lose that game. But if they got Philly, they could maybe beat the Eagles in that first round. But it's, I I just don't see Dallas losing it, which I'll go ahead and get into it. I think that Dak Prescott is still my MVP vote for the year. It's pretty close between Dak and Christian McCaffrey for me. And then I think I'd have Lamar third. And... Josh Allen slash Brock Purdy fourth. But I think that Dak, and, and it wouldn't be the strongest MVP season regardless of who wins it, which is why I think that McCaffrey really has a strong case. Mm-hmm. But Dak, it's not like Dak has played badly in these losses. Yeah, that Miami game, 20 of 32, 253 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The thing that really hinders Dallas as far as I'm concerned is I like Brandon Cooks but it still doesn't feel like they have a uh a consistent receiver apart from CD Lamb yeah the number and two Tony and Tony Pollard's just he had that injury last year in the playoffs against San Francisco and it has very clearly affected him because he has just not had the juice this year at all no, definitely. Yeah, not. I don't know how uh, he didn't score that that touchdown. Exactly, that he, that's that one that on. that's one that any Tony Pollard, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, any other season of Tony Pollard scores that touchdown, but after the injury, he's he's not getting in that end zone, and I really think that that cost them the game. I gotta say one thing with Pollard is yeah. they. I feel like they haven't. No, I'm not an average cowboy watcher, but like I, I follow fantasy stuff, and if I remember correctly, like compared to last year to this year, the amount of targets he'd gotten in the backfield was much less than it was to his previous years. Are you talking about targets or carries? Target targets, like um. Because of that, like, I feel like they're not using him as much in the passing game, which he really was good in, in those screen play kind of situations. What's funny no. is they are actually targeting him. He had 55 targets last year. So far this year, he's got 62, but he has about 80 less yards because he's not as explosive. He averaged yeah. nine and a half yards a catch last year. This year, he averages five and a half. Because he's not as explosive. They've given them the ball 26 more times this year. He's got about 120 less yards, 1.2 less yards a carry, and four less touchdowns. He's just not as explosive as he used to be. 
Yeah, that, and that's something that they're really hoping on for him because he was looking so great before in the past, like, what, three years as Zeke's number two? It's almost and... like they should have kept Zeke and just had yeah. Zeke and Pollard split carries, like, right down the middle. Like, if you have two guys that can do decent in that setting, just do a running back by committee. I think yeah, so, I think too, because as a Giants fan, having to play them twice a year and see how their offense rolls, like, they when they have a really good run, obviously, what goes well with that? The play action. So it would just be, you know, Zeke and Pollard just back-to-back good runs, and then you'd have Dak, you know, with a play action to you know, whoever it was, and you, know, you just sit there and go like, wow, like, how the hell do you stop this? So, yeah, and it's like now, now that you don't have that dynamic with Tony Pollard, it's like you you, you rely on Dak to C.D. Lamb for, for a lot of it at the defense. Let's go ahead real quick before... Before I give you the kind of last few questions in a uh, nice little rapid fire session, Giants and Jets talk right here. Uh, Tommy Cutlets became uh, Tommy Ride the Pine on Christmas because the offense just couldn't move at all. Tyrod Taylor came in, and I don't know if the offense moved or the Eagles just kind of moved it for them for a little bit there because Jalen Hurts threw a bad pick six. We had a fumble on a kick return that set the Giants up in good field position. We had Darren Waller taking a nap at the end of the game, which I just (laughs) found very interesting as someone that owned Darren Waller in fantasy, just watching him finally make a play and then take a nap and watch the clock run out. Uh, it was a fun game. It was an interesting game, but I have to imagine it was the uh, the end of the era of good old Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I most mean, likely. Realistically, if Tyrod cut if the see now you got me thinking Tyrod Cutlets. <laughs> I don't know why I, th- I thought that. <laughs> um, I think realistically, if you have Tyrod Taylor healthy, you would start him over. Tommy DeVito because he's just the veteran quarterback he was brought in for being the backup and you know he is a better you know quarterback to begin with and not to mention the fact that he hit a receiver in stride on a deep pass which god I I don't know how long it's been since I've seen a Giants quarterback do that since Eli probably so you know that was that was nice to see, but at the end at the end of the game, you, you, I definitely realized that the Eagles kept them in that. You know, there, there's no way that I can't deny that because you know you had uh, who was that uh, Zacchaeus who ran into um, uh, who who was it for who was it them I, I forget who it was, but yeah, you had the, you had the fumble on the kickoff. And then you hit the interception. So, yeah. Eagles definitely kept that, kept the Giants in way more than the Giants uh, helped themselves. And Connor, the Jets, 
did their best to try to lose against the Commanders. After jumping out to a uh, 27-7 to lead, Jacoby Brissett comes in and leads the Commanders down the field. But Trevor Simeon made it look really easy at the end of the game. And, uh, shocker, it is kind of easy when you get the ball to Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. What a surprise. You give the ball to your best players, two of the most outstanding young playmakers in the NFL. And Brees Hall had 191 yards and two touchdowns on 32 touches of the football. And Garrett Wilson had nine catches for 76 yards. Trevor Simeon looked horrible in that game, but at the very least, he got the ball to the people who could do something with it. What a it shocking concept. looked really concept. good on those handoffs. Man. Yeah. Really good on those <laughs> handoffs. As someone who played Brees Hall in my semifinal in fantasy, it hurt. Oh, I got to yeah. go against him in the final. But he plays Cleveland, so I think it'll go a little differently. Yeah, because... Uh, I lost by, I lost by ten, and Ooh. Brees Hall putting up forty did not help. <laughs> no, yeah, it, that, that that hurt. Like especially for the, like, like yeah, I'm happy that they won, but like at the same time, it's more of the uh, get on with it kind of situation of like this season's right over. It's it's. I'm glad that they won, but at the same time, like, eh. Can the season just end already? There's no excitement. I'm, I'm, to, I'm it's apathy. Yeah. It's apathy for me. And I, I like, kind of hope that they win the last two games because, well, I definitely want them to win. Uh, actually, that's not true. I forgot. I, they play New England in the last game of the year, and I definitely want them to lose that game. That'll be the happiest I will have ever been losing to the New England Patriots because I want that draft position to keep falling. After they beat the Broncos and sent Russell Wilson packing, I want the Jets to send Bill Belichick off with the win. You can have that. Congratulations. You just uh, took the Patriots out of Drake May position. Good work, Bill. See, I'm on the on a, kind of the other end of the boat. Where Mike, my, my, my one coworker, he is a huge Patriots fan. And going into the season, literally, this was his quote was like, if the Patriots go two in, what was it, 17 these days? Or two, uh, no, two 16 and, or 15, 15, 16, 15. 15, yeah. They go two and 15, and both the wins against the Jets. I'm perfectly happy with that. And that guy sounds like a loser. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's more the fact that he wants them to do like well. It's like, hater. It's more so the fact that, that he, that's he like knows saying if I get to hit two people with tomatoes today, I hope they're both babies. <laughs> the, those those are baby Hitlers in his case. No, he wants like <laughs> newborns. Oh, but the Fresh thing is like newborns to hit with tomatoes. But, but the thing is with the Patriots owning the Jets for so goddamn long, I I, I don't blame him in that aspect though, like. No, That's all he has right now, because he knows the Patriots suck, and like being real yourself is half the battle when it comes to being a sports fan. Like, like for example, I know when it comes to like hockey, where if your team sucks, you're not obligated to watch every single game. No, 
or spend your money to go go watch their games. Like that's something that you as a writer, the fan, know. Sometimes you, when your team, like the Patriots, have been on such a dominating tear for God knows how long, that like you're waiting for the inevitable demise, and now it's here. Like having that small, the small little victories, like still owning the Jets after how many weeks has it been in a row that they've beat the Jets? Twenty plus, I think. It's been absurd. And to still hold that title against your most hated rival, no, that's that's something that is very sweet to, to take in. So, like, honestly, I want to see the Jets beat the Patriots because screw them. And I'd rather not give Belichick that satisfaction of my last win against the Jets is my final win as a Patriot head coach. No. I'd rather give him more of a more sorrow than he deserves happiness. All right. I think that about wraps things up as far as I'm concerned, but I have one more question for you. All right. AFC seven seed, NFC seven seed. Let's hear it. Assuming Uh, and on, on this particular, we're going to assume that the six seed in the AFC is Buffalo. The five seed is Cleveland or some variation of those two. And the NFC, the five seed is Dallas, and the six seed is the Rams. I have no clue. Like, it's not an answer. I have no clue either. I know. I'm pulling up the like, standings, so give me... Give me one moment. I would say the Rams to the NFC, I guess. Like, I think they'll make it. No. They're the sixth seed. They can't be the sixth and the seventh. Like, but I don't, I I can see them. Who's going to jump them, though? I have no clue. Because, like, Seattle still has, who do they still have a schedule? They have Pittsburgh, and then they have Arizona. Yeah, that's doable. And the Rams still have San Francisco, who could be playing for something. So, honestly, it could be the Rams, who dropped to seven. Well, the Rams play the Giants this week. Yeah, they're probably winning the Giants. Uh, it's at New York. They're probably winning that one. But the, four, the 49ers can definitely beat them if they're trying to win for home field advantage. And Seattle is playing again. I'm sorry to say, Seahawks are playing both the Steelers, who they should win against, and also the Cardinals. So I'll put a they'll make a ten and seven Seahawks team versus a nine and nine and eight Rams team. So I'll go with the Rams. I think Rams would be seventh. It'd be Eagles Rams first round. That'd be kind of fun, actually. I think uh, my vote and then would be the Seahawks for the NFC and the AFC. I think I'd go with the right now. My guts tell me the Texans. I, you know, I don't know how accurate that's going to be, but I think it's either Texans or Colts. Yeah, those two. I'm... It's either one of the two for those for that last spot for the AFC. AFC, I'm going to lean Texans. And the NFC, I think I'm going to have to go Seahawks, even though I think that they are... 
I'd rather the Saints make it in the NFC. I'd rather the Packers make it. Honestly, I'd rather have the Falcons. Nah, no, that's not true. I'd rather have no. the Seahawks make it than the Falcons. I just, I, I think that if the Seahawks are the seven seed, they're going to get blown out. I think that they're a horrible, horrible playoff team if they make it. And so I hope they don't, but I don't either. I, I don't think they're of the same. I think Green Bay has a lot of defensive issues, but I still think they'd be a harder uh, challenge because they do have some playmakers on the defensive side. And I think Jordan Love is a better, much better quarterback than Geno Smith right now. But we will see two more weeks of the NFL season. It's crazy how this thing just comes and goes like that. Uh, unless you're a Jets fan, then the season feels like 14 years. But hopefully that will <laughs> hopefully that will uh, be coming to an end soon. For Connor Vandermark and Nick Izzo, I'm Mitchell Lee. Thanks for listening to the Jersey Nerds Productions and the Weekly Recess. You guys have a lovely rest of your Christmas week, and we will be back to talk to you heading into the final week of the NFL season next week.